I'm Hannah. And I'm Javi. We're hardcore adults. Okay, well, we're trying to be. That's why we made this podcast. To give you the life advice that you may or may not want. Have you got your iced coffee? Obviously. Welcome! Oh my god, it's our first podcast! It's our first podcast episode! Oh my gosh, so exciting! Welcome to Project Ice Coffee. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, because you're here already. I know, I, I am here already. I mean, I'm not here. I, I'm, I'm in my room, you're in your room. Well, I would like to specify that you're in your closet. I am. If anyone was curious, I'm currently recording out of my closet to get the best sound quality. <laughs> Yes, and I could barely see her because her closet is dark, but I could see her beautiful clothing around her, so I guess oh, that works. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay, so let's get started. Yeah, so the topic of this episode is middle school, the awkwardness and the fun parts. Middle school is just a blast. A blast. Before we get started, I'm going to tell you guys a quick knock-knock joke. Oh, I'm so excited for this. You should be. Um, it's not going to be a knock-knock joke every week, but it is going to be a joke every week. So get pumped for that. So, Hana, for this one, I'm, g- I'm going to need your help. Is that okay? No. Okay. Um, okay. Knock-knock. Who's there? Wah. Wahoo. What are you so excited about? Ah! I'm so excited about Project Nice Coffee! Yes! And I would like to start off our episode, just like every other episode, with... A review of a different iced coffee every episode. Ooh, you guys hear the, that those ice cubes, that little. Can we do some ASMR. Let's do some yeah. ASMR. Wow, wow, that is satisfying. Oh, yeah, I have some anxiety melting away at the sound of your iced coffee. Yeah, exactly. So today I have, I decided to start it off with a my regular daily iced coffee. This is my iced coffee that I have every day. Here we go. Tell us. Tell us. It is a, I always have it in a glass cup. I love, I love cold drinks in glass. It makes it, it makes it a hundred percent better. Like Snapple in glass versus Snapple in plastic, a world of a difference. Anna, tell our fans, where's one of the very few places you can still find glass bottled Snapple? In Javi's house. In my house. In her garage. It's true. It's one of the few places on planet earth that still has Glasses. I know. R.I.P. Glass apple. In fact, you can actually get it at Gourmet Glot, not just Javi's garage, so please don't break into her garage. Thank you. Please don't break into my garage. Okay, so back to my iced coffee. Um, it's a Starbucks cold brew. The What is it? It's it's not the blonde roast. It's, it's the medium one. roast. Okay. Not the dark roast. It's the medium roast, which I really like, with four pumps of sugar-free caramel. Four notes, like more like three and a half. I'm not that crazy. And with Califia almond milk. <gasps> I love Califia. Califia is the best. So that is my iced coffee that I'm drinking today. It's my daily iced coffee. So I don't think I need to say anymore because I drink it every day. So I think that really shows how amazing it is. Wow. Connor, that so, was- I have a question for you. Sure. When did you start drinking almond milk? Was it like. So it was like- actually. Um, a fun fact about me that you guys are about to learn, um, I've got sensitive skin, really sensitive skin, and I've got this like dry skin on my hands, and I was speaking to this really awesome girl. Her name is Nicole. She does waxings and microblading in the five towns. Um, yes, I think I go to her. Yeah? Do you go to her? She's yeah. awesome. I'm totally going to plug her right now because she's amazing, and she does a great job. So I was speaking with her. She just got a degree in Chinese herbal medicine. Oh my gosh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I go to her. She's yeah. so good. She's amazing. Major shout out to Nicole. I yeah. love her. She's incredible. Great. She does my eyebrows. She's yeah. So She's so good. So she was telling me that dairy, um, it can aggravate your skin sometimes, and mm-hmm. it can sometimes dry out. Not dry out your skin, but it's your skin doesn't love dairy. Um, so not that I'm lactose intolerant or anything, but I just now try to stay away from dairy. Interesting. So yeah, a couple months ago, switched to almond milk. I think right when I got back from seminary. That's really interesting. I guess same, but I I think it was more just like a quarantine thing. I don't know. I was bored of milk. And I also same, like my, I don't think I'm I'm like lactose intolerant, but I definitely have some sort of sensitivity to dairy and milk. As I say, right after I eat like a whole slice of pizza, I'm telling you, I'm super nauseous now. But nauseous. What? Speaking of nauseous, should we talk about middle school? Oh, that's that's a great transition. <laughs> Love that. <sighs> okay, let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. So, okay, Hubby, do you want to start? Yeah, um, I got this. Okay. I got this. So let me tell you guys a little bit about my middle school experience. Um, I went to TAG for elementary and middle school, um, which I think is very important to to note here because the hashkafa of that school is very different from where Kahneman's elementary school. Uh, I'll get into that when when she does. I'll give her a moment. When I do. When she does. Um, so the, the hashkafa that I kind of grew up on and that I come from from my family and the school I went to is definitely more Besyakov, a little bit more yeshivish to use the modern term. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I did not love middle school. To be clear, I don't have any resentful feelings towards tag itself like if you are currently in tag and you are having a great time and you're loving it you know call a kavo to you you're you're awesome and i'm happy for you i myself just don't don't think it was the right school for me i i didn't really do well there wasn't my favorite place overall uh like the little things like i remember i remember going to the vice principal's office or maybe the secretary's office someone like someone who was high up and we were all around taking off our nail polish you know, a little bottle of remover and cotton balls. We were all just staring at each other like, what is going on here? <laughs> it's funny because I could relate. Right? Yeah. Um, and I, a part of me just always felt like I was never being true to myself. Like I had to go to school and be one person and then come home and be another person. And when you're in middle school, you already don't have such a strong sense of identity. And I felt like having that on top of that, you know, didn't, didn't really sit well with mm-hmm. me. Interesting. Um, so my my piece of advice, which we're going to get into more advice later on, I think, think that's on our agenda for today. Yeah, on our but agenda. Just, on our agenda. But just to plug it in here for a minute, my advice to anyone who is feeling that same way, if they feel like the middle school that they're in right now, um, or if you're a mom and listening to this and you feel like your kids are in a middle school where maybe they can't express themselves fully or, or you know, they're, they don't seem to be happy. Like, if you're a kid, speak up, you know, go talk to a parent, go talk to whoever's you know, taking care of you was in charge of you and say like, listen, this is just not, it's not working out. Like I wish someone had told me when I was a kid to have more of a voice to stick up more for myself. And, and, you know, you are a kid, but you can still speak up for yourself and try to have, and try to be happy. And there's no reason going to school should be, should be awful. You know, there's no, you can't love the school you go to and have a great time. So I would say, talk to someone, speak up, stand up for yourself and get yourself into a school where, where you can be happy and you can have fun and enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's really interesting, though. I, I, I think that's a really great piece of advice to speak up. Um, I just think it's interesting and important to note that a lot of ki- like a lot of 
teenagers who are in middle school, they don't they don't choose the school that they're in. That's also true. So I, I, I think when we get into high school more, that like having a voice and speaking up will 100% take place. I'm not saying that it doesn't take place here. I think that if you're struggling and you don't feel like yourself and you're trying to figure things out, speaking up and talking about it is really the way to go to someone that you trust and who could help. But I think it's just important to note that choosing choosing a middle school is not as common as choosing a high school. That's fair. I'll give you that. I will counter. (laughs) I'm going to counter your argument. What is this law? Uh, in the spirit of political debates. Okay. Oh, we're not getting in that. We're not. We're not going to go there. That's as no, far. There. We're not going there. That's as political as we're getting. That's as political as we're going to get here. Um, but in that vein, I would say that it is uncommon for middle schoolers to kind of maybe have more of a hand in where they're going to school. And you're absolutely right. It's much more common, especially in our neighborhood and our general Jewish community. That once you get to high school, that's when you can start thinking, making your own choice, having a little more freedom. Um, but even in middle school, you can start, you know, for sure. 100%. And I support that. Yeah. And even if let's say you can't totally get out of the school that you're in, that you're unhappy in, you can still, like Hannah said before, talk to someone that you trust, go to someone for advice um, on how to even just make the situation you're in better. You know, I, I, there's no reason suffer in silence. That would be what I would say. And if someone had told me that when I was in middle school, I think things would have been really different. So just looking to the next generation and, and trying to trying to be a, a beacon of hope. And make the world a better place. There actually is one more thing that I want to add to that before we move on is that yeah. um, even though choosing a middle school or even I would say switching middle schools isn't as common, there are other ways that you could be in other social groups. There's camp, there's clubs, there's local, there's community events. Um, that I think are also really important that if if you feel a little bit lost in second middle school, there are these other places where you could really, there, it's a place to shine. I think it's a really, I think I think we should have a whole separate topic about camp. I think that's a whole nother sure. story and it's it's very interesting. Um, okay, so moving on. I went to Shalamis High, Shalamis High School. I did go to Shalamis High School. Shalamis High School. <laughs> I went to Shalamis Middle School. Um, overall, I I would I would rate the experience like a B plus because I a B plus. A B plus. Wow. Um, because there were a lot of positives in my elementary school, my middle school experience, but also some negatives. Um, I I think there was. There's a world, a, such a dramatic difference between fifth and sixth grade and seventh and eighth grade for me. I'm just talking personally in terms of socially and academically. In fifth and sixth grade, I was, I have shown you more. I, I was, what? You want to tell them about the duct tape? Oh, trust me, we're getting to that. <laughs> but just in general, in fifth and sixth grade, I would say I was, I was, I was such a loner. I didn't really have friends. I I had friends, but like I didn't really. Kinda all be your friends. Oh, thank you. But you know, you know, audience. Fun fact. Fun fact. Kevin. Fun fact about me and Javi. So Javi and I became friends in high school. That's where we became really good friends. But but in sixth grade, we were in bat mitzvah club together. Shout out to Chabad for bringing together kids from all over the five towns because Connor and I low-key have pictures together 
at all these Chabad events, like standing next to each other. Literally standing next to each other. And now that we're in high school and we're actually as close as we are, we can look back on these pictures and be like, who knew, who knew? That, we were, that we were gonna grow up to be the people that we are making podcasts about coffee and also life. <laughs> exactly. I know we literally have pictures of us standing next to each other, even though we weren't friends. We weren't. We I were remember friends. you from Bama to Club. I for sure remember you, but I would not say that we were friends. No. Uh, in fact, I, I remember the day that we we met in a pizza shop, like before ninth grade. Remember? Yes. With like all the other Shalamis girls that were in our grade. And we're like, yeah, Bat Mitzvah Club, me and Hadassah. Yeah. I just remember you wearing a fedora. That's all I can Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The Duck Man fedora, we'll get into that now. Because you keep on bringing it up. Those are my favorites because the duct tape and the fedora. I remember one Bat Mitzvah Club meeting at Chabad. You had us all make duct tape roses out of pens. You remember that? Yes. I remember you came in and, like, the the head of Chabad, her name is Hadassah Gadzinski. She is... Uh, amazing, incredible person. If you've never met her, go to Chabad and just go say hi to her. She's she's awesome. She's superwoman. Yeah, shout out well, to her. Big big shout out to her. Also, we're gonna plug so many awesome people in this podcast. Oh, we sure so, are. So she was in charge of Bat Mitzvah Club, and she brought you up, and she was like, "So this is Chana, and she's really good at duct tape, and she's gonna do a duct tape activity with us." And we made roses out of pens. So yes, I I remember that. It's actually funny. Okay, but before that, I think we need to backtrack a bit yeah. when we talk about duct tape. <laughs> I was obsessed. Obsessed is an understatement. <gasps> it's an understatement. I was the duct tape queen. I queen. I was I had a suitcase filled with duct tape. I would make and create because for those of you who don't know, I'm Baruch Hashem, Hashem blessed me with an incredible talent of being creative and artistic. Okay, she's being humble and modest. This girl is the modern day Van Gogh Picasso. Okay, that's that's a little too much, but thank you, Heaven. Incredibly talented. She's also very humble. So I'm I'm gonna hype her up for you guys. For this okay, Javi's my hype girl. Thank you, Javi. I appreciate that. I got you. Um so then my the way I expressed my creativity was through creating with duct tape. I would create all these different things. I created bags, headbands, pens, pencil holders, cases. We're getting to that. I made a dress. And then after I made this dress, I made a whole costume for my family and we were duct taped for Purim. Brilliant. So my dad and my brother wore top hats and tuxedos. My mom had like a bow and a belt and boots. My sister Elkie, she was six at the time. She, my mom made this duct tape costume where she was actually a roll of duct tape. It was the cutest thing, cutest thing. But I was I was obsessed with duct tape. And in middle school, I was known as the duct tape girl. Everything, if you look at my eighth grade yearbook, everything about me is about duct tape because I was known as the duct tape queen. Um, so I guess that was my claim to fame in middle school, the the duct tape. And I think we'll get to we'll get to that later when we talk about more of like individuality in middle school. Um, but that was that, that that definitely started in fifth grade um, and lasted till about eighth or ninth grade. Wow. And yeah. how would you, do you still feel that connection to, to your inner duct taper? To my inner duct taper? Yeah. Actually, so I, I don't do duct tape now. Uh, that was uh, kind of the era is a little bit over. I actually wow. have been thinking about it. I'm thinking I, I actually want to create a piece of art out of duct tape. I, 
I have to figure it out. It here first. The duct tape queen is coming back. And she it's, is not on. She is on her way back. Not yet. Queen. It was just an idea. It's just an idea, but I have a lot of stuff that I got to do before that. If you guys want Hana to get back into duct tape, you can comment on our Instagram, hashtag long live duct tape queen. Oh my God. <laughs> and the more hashtags we get, the more pressure is put on Hana to put back on her crown. Her duct tape crown. My duct tape crown. I actually did make a duct tape crown, believe it or not. Um, I, I know you made a duct tape crown. Like, I didn't know it, but you know, like instinctively, I knew it. Like that makes perfect sense. It makes so much sense. So much sense. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that I, I'm still like the duct tape queen. Like I, I definitely don't do duct tape anymore, but that creativity is definitely still there. And I think I'm just channeling it in different ways. Um, um So yeah, let's let's kind of move back to our agenda or topic. Um, exactly. I was talking about fifth and sixth grade and seventh and eighth grade, how I, I'm, I'm actually very curious how many people feel this way. If I'm the only one who had this experience where fifth and sixth grade, I, I would say I was really struggling with socially, academically. I was not organized. I was doing great on tests. Like I was just not, not there. But then in seventh and eighth grade, to- totally the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I, I, I made really good friends. Thank God. I became very organized. I want to say very organized. Like right you're now, organized. Organized. you're on top of your stuff. You're, you're yeah, organized. now five years, six years <laughs> after middle school. <laughs> but I definitely like, I, I got more organized, um, more on top of my schoolwork and I was doing better academically. So like those two years, world of a difference. So I, I'm like, did you feel the same way with fifth, sixth and seventh and eighth grade? It's a it's a good question. I'm definitely trying to think back. I think maybe more from seventh to eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I would once I got into eighth grade, and then there was this whole notion of of applying to high schools that definitely um, started a lot of changes in me because I also I I definitely struggled a little bit socially mm-hmm. um, in middle school and in junior high. Definitely academically, I was I was not academic at all <laughs> in junior high. If I passed, it was a good day. Um, and this is also coming from, there was a very large mentality in my grade. I wouldn't say every girl, but definitely a a large amount of girls were pretty competitive when it came to academics. I remember seeing girls crying in the hallway over like 95s. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm celebrating over my 75. So I think that's something that we have, we should touch upon. Maybe we'll talk about it later in, in when we talk about more academics. I'll put a pin in it. We'll put a pin in it. Stick to the wall. Stick it. Stick it. Stick it to the wall. Oh, just stick it right there. Stick it to the wall. Shout out to Freddie Meltzer for inspiring these voices. Oh, yeah. Oh, love Freddie. She's the best. Freddie's awesome. From high school. And that would be that when I was in middle school, academics were definitely not my strong suit. And by the time I got to high school, I had five or six APs under my belt, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was on the, the principal's list and the honor roll and... I, I'm not telling you this as like a humble brag type of situation. I tell you this to to give you hope. So for any of my girls who are still in middle school and who feel like taking tests are not their thing, quizzes are not your thing, homework's not your thing, it doesn't have to be that way forever. And if it doesn't come to you naturally, it's all a matter of A, your mindset. I think what helped me a lot was finding people in high school who believed in me and who encouraged me to believe in myself and to have a more positive outlook on myself and to tell myself that I actually can do it and 
who taught me the power of having a positive attitude and a positive mindset. And it didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of hard work, a little bit of tears, not going to lie. It was very emotional. A little bit. A little bit emotional. But my point is you can do it. Exactly. My point is that the person you are right now does not have to be the person you are for the rest of your life. So if you want to get better at at taking tests, if you want to get better at succeeding in school, you just got to put in the work, ask the right people, and be patient with yourself and love yourself. Love yourself. I and, love that, guys. I think it's so important for girls to know. And I think it's a great place to end off for a break. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back soon. Take a break. That's a Hamilton reference. Yeah, if you didn't get that. Welcome back. We're back. I hope you had a nice break. I had a fantastic break. I made a nice coffee. Ooh, you made a nice coffee. A plastic cup this time. The plastic cup. And since I always have the one up Hana, I'm gonna do a little plastic cup coffee ASMR for you guys. Are you ready? Ooh. Let's hear. Let's hear. Ooh. That's the stuff. Wow. That is the stuff. We need to make like an ASMR video. Yes. If you guys want mm. to do an making coffee, drinking coffee ASMR video, comment hashtag coffee ASMR anywhere on our Instagram. And the more hashtags we get, we'll make one. You know, actually, T, I made a coffee ASMR video. You did? I actually have one of me making whipped coffee. Oh! <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds really good. I'll put I'll we'll post it on the Instagram. Gonna go on the Instagram. Stay tuned for that, guys. Yeah, you'll stay tuned. But we'll make a new one because whipped coffee and regular iced coffee is very different. That's true. You know what else is very different? Hmm. The people we were in middle school versus the people we are now. Wow, yeah, that was a beautiful transition. Thank you, Javi. Okay, so now we're gonna get into more of specific topics just in general in middle school. Um, both from our perspective, but also from other people's perspective or just an objective perspective where we'll try to do that um i actually was able to speak to my sister i mean obviously i was able to speak shout out to elki Elki. she's the best she's my sister she's currently in eighth grade in shalamis so we had a whole schmooze about middle school um and how it's going and everything so a lot of the input was from her so i just we gotta thank her about that okay so what should we start with um, I think we should talk about cell phones. I think that's something we haven't even gone near. Cell phones is a big topic in middle school, girl. Yeah. Wow. I actually got a cell phone starting at a very young age when I was in, but before middle school. I don't know how old I had a flip phone. I had like one of those flip up phones. Oh yeah. And I think I got them. They when exist I- still, actually. They do exist. So they people exist. People They're like, oh, burner phones. They're burner phones. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a difference between like a burner phone. No, I know, I know. Phone, you know, like FBI agents use burner phones. You know, not that cool, not yet. Um, oh yeah, you'll be in the FBI one day. It's true. So I had like this this flip up phone that I I definitely got before I was even in middle school, for sure, still in elementary school as a very little kid. Uh huh. The only person I called was my mom because who else am I gonna call? Makes sense. Yeah, and then I I upgraded to a phone that kind of. Still wasn't a smartphone, but it kind of slid up and it had a little keyboard. Oh, the slidey phones. I had a slidey phone. What color? Everyone had them in red. So mine was black, but it had a purple case. Ooh. Yeah, it was very fancy. Fancy. And then I slowly upgraded to this like very junky 
outdated touchscreen phone. It was like so outdated and old, but it was still touchscreen, which I thought was cool. I could like color on it. And by then I had like my siblings numbers in there. They let me start uh-huh. with them, which was cool. And then I, and then I dropped that in the ocean. <laughs> it oh, in pocket when I was on the beach and it floated away. <laughs> oh, good job. Yeah, thank you. I try. I'm so sorry, Ocean. That's my bad. Um, and then when I was 11, I got my first smartphone. What uh, grade is that? That's like fifth grade. That grade? was the beginning of sixth, sixth grade. grade. Beginning of sixth grade. I remember because I went to like the first girl in my class for bat mitzvah. And I think for Hanukkah. So not the first bat mitzvah, one of the first. Um, uh-huh. For Hanukkah, I had, I had gotten a, an iPhone 5C, a pink iPhone. Ooh, a pink iPhone 5C. Yes, it was epic. Wow. And it was it was around the same time that a couple other girls were, were either getting flip phones or also starting to get smartphones. I had had an iPod for a long time until then. And at some point, I had gotten like a little iPod. So everywhere yeah. I went, I carried my my flip phone and my iPod with me. Yeah. Both on me at all times. So, so my experience with phones is I so I got an iPod for my bat mitzvah. Um yeah. Before that, I did not have anything. I'm really trying to think if I did. You didn't even have like a slidey phone? So no, so I got an iPod for my bat mitzvah, and then for the bat mitzvah year, I got a flip phone. I actually had a really cool flip phone. It wasn't just a flip phone, it flipped the regular way. For the numbers, but then it also flipped the other way, like it ah. horizontally and vertically, so that it also had a keyboard. So it like would flip both ways. I'm like, it's it's a really fun fidget toy. I'll tell you that. You're very cool. Yeah, I was really cool. So I also just had my parents' numbers in it. Um, I I only I my brother's a year older than me, so like he also he had a BlackBerry at that time. Um, Blackberries, whoa! Do you remember Blackberries? Yeah, it, we actually, we had our parent my parents' old phones. Like, they didn't get new phones for us. So my my mom had a BlackBerry, so she gave it to Tzvi, and my dad had this flip phone, and I got that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, Um. so I had that for 6th and 7th grade, mainly for Bamitzvahs. I never, there wasn't really anything to do on it. I had my iPod, and on my iPod, I that's when I te- where I texted friends and FaceTime. Um, and then in the beginning of 8th grade... I got my first iPhone. I got an iPhone 5S. Ooh. That was the first one with the finger. Yes. That had the, the touch ID. Yeah. I, I was very excited about that. I got it in gold or silver. I got it on silver. Right. Because you know that information. Um, yeah. So that's my experience with phones. I... I, it's actually very interesting. I was supposed to get a phone in ninth grade. That's when my parents were planning on giving me a phone. But my brother got a phone in eighth grade because he broke his iPod. And I, being my very lawyer self, yeah, I went to my parents with my arguments. I had a whole list of why I should get a phone in eighth grade because my brother got a phone in eighth grade. And I had I, I had a whole list of arguments. And I, I won. I had a phone. Wow. I got a phone at the beginning of eighth grade because of that. Yeah. For Hannah, that's impressive. Thank you, thank you. I I try, but like, but it was very. I just want to point out that like it was respectful and like in a in a respectful manner. It wasn't like mommy, poppy. I want a phone, and you're getting it for me now because we got a phone in eighth grade. Like, no, I. It was. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good human being. <laughs> <laughs> I can testify. Hannah's a good human being. Thank you, Levy. Thank you. Okay. I think we needed that for sure. <laughs> um, but I also just want to point out. 
like the situation now because this this was what like six seven years ago yeah and we got our phones yeah but phones now and social media and just the whole idea of the internet now is so different from five years ago which is it's all just insane that how different it is because it only took five years but elkie was telling me that she i think she was the last girl in her grade to get a phone and she just got a phone two months ago oh wow at the end of the summer um, and she was the last person to get a phone. And mind you, I I got a phone the same time as her. And I was, I wouldn't say I was one of the first, but I was definitely not one of the last. Right. So I was I was in the middle. So something really shifted there. She said that a lot of her friends had iPhones um from the beginning of fifth or sixth grade, which that's pretty is mind-blowing to me because that's not how I grew up at all. Not at all. And even I think even kids who don't have smartphones definitely have some sort of device like all my nephews my I've got three nephews um and the youngest one he's he's six or seven um he just had a birthday in July yeah and he's got his own iPad where he can do whatever you know he needs to do there's a little bit of a filter so it's you know it's definitely controlled and my and my sister-in-law definitely you know checks over everything they do but for the most part he he's got plenty of games on there he does his thing he takes selfies of himself which are adorable so cute it's really cute it's just wild all three of my nephews have their own little thing and I what I think is crazy is I look at how my older siblings were raised and how they barely had had any of their own devices you know they had that like the, the AOL startup yeah took forever and made crazy noises where you oh could buy them your friends and use the mm-hmm. feature I mean I've only heard of this like I I'm too young <laughs> to ever experience this right so we're that we're that in-between generation that exactly. kind of did from only those until like a very limited number of people actually having handheld phones. And we live through that transition of it's very common now for everyone to have smartphones to the point where it's weird if you don't. Exactly. So, so I would say that Elke was telling me that she, like, she felt a little bit left out because she didn't have really a device to communicate. She had it. She had a flip phone to call my parents just like I did. Um, but like, she didn't have WhatsApp, iMessage, FaceTime to communicate with her friends. Wild. I think we had an iPod, but it was it's an old iPod. Like she had she has my old iPod, so that's an iPod four. Right. Wow. But that that makes a difference. But also, one point that I really want to touch upon is social media. How different in in seventh in seventh grade, I had Snapchat on my iPod. Oh, Snapchat! You remember the original Snapchat? Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. That Snap wow. then oh whole different world with your best friends list. They no. When we started Snap, best friends list was not a thing yet. Snap was just sending pictures to you and your friends. Stories was not a thing. Story only became yeah. a thing at the end of eighth grade. Right. Stories took time, but there was a brief couple of years, maybe a year or two, on Snapchat where you had your best friend list, and I remember yeah. there being so much drama between like the girls in my grade um, on who was on your best friends list because if you had if you and another person had the same top best friend, then it's like, mm-hmm. why are you talking to, to multiple yeah. people? You know, like I thought you were my best friend forever. And it, it was, it was crazy. I know. Yeah. I, I remember that drama. I remember that type of drama. And then I, stories created all this different type of drama. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't see any positivity coming out of, stories and best friends list i i love the idea of the original original snapchat where you could just send pictures to your friends with a little caption on it i thought that was fun and cute 
and you like I just had a great time with it and how it deletes after 10 seconds I I really like that component but I I don't see any good coming out of stories now they have like news feeds on the stories I don't have Snapchat anymore so I don't really know what what's on it now um but even the last time I had it they had the snap maps yeah I think crazy snap maps are crazy you can stalk people you can straight up stalk people I I don't like I'm I'm really not into that stuff I know there are some people that are and I'm I'm actually curious what what positive like what type of positivity comes out of this because I don't think I don't I don't know I'm just not really in this realm anymore so I will once again counter okay counter use my new favorite term I will once again counter and I will say I I for sure agree with you that a lot of harm is done um when people do post on their stories I think it it gives other people the standard of perfection that isn't really real but exactly it's being created on social media and people try to live up to it and they feel so down on themselves when they can't live up to the standard. Um, the one positive argument that I will throw in there for it is the personal self-esteem that boost that you feel when you post on your Snapchat. So, or on any social media, if we want to widen it to, to Instagram or not that anyone has Facebook anymore, but let's say Facebook. Um, if you kind of, because essentially what social media is, it's kind of whittling away all of the not so great parts about yourself or maybe or no, I'm not even going to use that term. I'm going to say maybe the parts about yourself that you are the least confident in or maybe don't want 100% love about yourself. And you kind of push those off to the side. And what you're left with is only what you see as the very best version of yourself. You see someone who's fun and outgoing and smart and pretty and witty and clever and who goes places. Even if most of the time you sit on your bed and you play Among Us for hours on end, but all anyone sees on your social media is this awesome, really, really cool person. And to a certain point, you can look over your profile again and again and again, and you start to believe this about yourself, that you are the super awesome person who just goes on adventures. Um, and, I think, and I think for a lot of people, it, it makes them feel really good about themselves, that like, this is how the world perceives me as someone who's awesome and fun and great. And I will say that there is there is some value to that. I think there is some positivity in that, that when when things are getting hard and maybe you're feeling like, your life's getting a little slow. I know for myself, sometimes I feel like I haven't done anything really cool lately. I haven't gone anywhere really cool lately. But you can go back through your through your social media feed and say like, but I went on that awesome vacation and I, I met that famous person or I, I had that really fun time with my friends, you know? And it it kind of reminds you that you, you do live an exciting life and you are an exciting, worthwhile kind of person. That's really interesting. I, I'm very intrigued by that point. I think this is... Yeah, um, you're intrigued. I'm, I'm no, actually, I think this is a really, really important topic to talk about that I think we have an episode planned ahead to talk about social media. Um, so I think this is a great transition to our next topic, which is self-esteem and yes. social life in middle school, which is a huge topic in middle school. Huge, huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would say that my, my self-esteem, okay, it's really interesting. I was talking about this with Elkie and we actually both agreed on this. She, not that we agreed on it. She told it to me and I'm like, I actually wrote this down in my notes. And it like, it, she, wow. we said the same exact thing. Okay, um, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about is how um, in, in middle school, we both felt very, very insecure about how we look and our, and how we presented ourselves, whether it was our hair, what we wore, our body type or shoes, there, there are so many different components to that. And I, I felt very insecure about that in many, many ways. Um, 
but I, I wasn't so insecure about what I did and how I did things. I, I was very confident in what I did. Um, I like when, when it came to dress and shoes and sweatshirts and headbands and hair stuff, I, I definitely wanted to fit in. There was a part of me that wanted to fit in in middle school. Um, but when I did things like in seventh grade, I don't know if I ever told you about this. I, my desk was right next to a wall and my, yeah, and I covered my entire wall with drawings, notes, sticky notes, calendars, everything. I wish I had a picture. Oh my gosh, I have to look. For you it. have the sticky notes though. I have, I actually, I have it. I have it right. Oh my gosh, it's in the back of my closet. I was just looking at it over Chavez. Um, I have, an, it's an entire notebook filled with all my sticky notes and my friends would make me notes. Like I was known for this wall and this was something that I was definitely like, I did not even question myself about doing it. I was, I was so confident about this. I, I, I decorated my seventh grade classroom. Like I decorated the clock. I decorated the whiteboard. Like I with duct tape, obviously. (laughs) All hail the duct tape queen. (laughs) So that's something that I I would say it was, it was my creativity that really I was, I was, I'm not insecure about. Um, so I'm curious if you felt the same way. Um, like how, how you, you felt people perceived you versus what you did. So it's, it's a good question. I was definitely very concerned in, in throughout all of elementary school and for small parts of high school about what other people thought of me, how other people perceived me. I also Can have- I just stop right there. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I still sometimes feel that way now. Like it's, some, it's, it's a work in progress. It doesn't, and I don't, I don't want to say this to like, in a negative way, I'm just saying that this is not something that you should ex- expect to stop. It's something that has to come from within you. It's it's a certain part of you that you have to grow out of and and kind of develop in a way that that kind of mindset that everybody's judging you and thinking about you, um, because that's just not true. 100. percent It's definitely point that out. Yeah, that, I'm glad you pointed that out because that's definitely a skill and a mentality that needs to be honed and worked on and um, it's never going to be perfect. And it's something that you kind of do throughout your life is to, is to build up the confidence to say that this is who you are and what other people think of you isn't always relevant. And what matters most is that you are proud of yourself and confident in yourself and that you love yourself. Exactly. Wait, so let's get back to you in middle school. Yeah. And um, that mentality was definitely not something I was great at in middle school. Like I said earlier, I've got sensitive skin. So I, I definitely had all of that acne. When, when I was in middle school, I, I had braces. Oh my gosh, my biggest piece of, not my biggest, a very large piece of advice I'm going to give to my, my middle schoolers out there, don't get colorful rubber bands on your braces. Why not? Because I, I regretted it. I look back at pictures where like I had a different color brace on, on each tooth and it just, it looked strange. I'm, I'm not, listen, if you, you know what, don't let what I think Discur- I was about to say that. I think if you want to get colored braces, Look, do it. If you want to get colored braces, I'm speaking as someone who did it and is now looking back and I regretted it. Okay. But can I just make one more point on braces? Please. Okay. I would say as much, as much as you don't want to, get braces as early as possible. As early as possible. I am talking for myself. I had to get braces in 12th grade. I'm (laughs) thankful that I had to get braces because now, Baruch Hashem, my teeth are good and straight. And like, I I actually had two missing teeth, so they had to pull the teeth down. That's why I had braces. But I had to get it in 12th grade. And I, they were in my senior pictures. It's in my yearbook. And I... 
I was not happy about it. I wish I got braces earlier. So if you have the choice, as much as much as you don't want to, and as much as you want to push it off, do not. Absolutely do not get it as early as early as possible. And you could choose if you want Invisalign clear color. That's your choice. Don't let Javi decide if you should get clear color. I am not trying to discourage anyone from doing the things that make them happy. If getting colorful braces brings you simcha sachayim, please go for it. I'm just saying I regretted it. Okay, that's my point on braces. Now back to middle school self-esteem. Back to middle school. Um, So yeah, braces definitely. um, I, I did not feel beautiful in braces, not by any sense of the word. And I also... Um, in terms of my weight, I definitely felt very insecure about that. I used to wear sweatshirts zipped all the way up because oh, I, I thought it made me look slimmer. Same. Oh, yeah. for sure, same. And every every day of eighth grade, there was not one day that I did not wear my eighth grade sweatshirt. Yeah, wore sweatshirts all the time. And if you are currently in middle school wearing sweatshirts every day, just know that that's normal. That's yeah. you know, that's definitely, if that's something that makes you feel a little more confident and a little more safer it's totally fine. And it's totally okay to feel insecure. Um, It's okay not to feel okay 24-7. We all, even adults, fully functional adults will have things that they're insecure in and lack confidence in. And uh, that's totally fine. It's all And I would say that's something that I definitely worked on by by speaking about it with other people, Mm -hmm. by, by getting advice, by asking for help, by reading into it, watching videos and articles, not watching articles, reading articles. (laughs) <laughs> and all this stuff um my self-esteem was definitely something I I had to work on mm-hmm. and I would say thank God with the help of with the help of Hashem in heaven by the time I was a senior I think I definitely gained a lot more confidence in myself especially being in high school where I felt there were more opportunities for me to explore different parts of my identity oh, your identity I got I got to explore different parts of myself I got to play on the basketball team I got to be That's awesome which was so fun. I got to, I got to join different clubs. I got to start different programs and activities and that definitely helped me gain a lot more confidence in myself. So for anyone in middle school who is struggling to feel at home in their own skin, just know that A, that's totally normal. B, it does get better. And you do not have to go through it alone. Please reach out to someone, go to someone for advice, talk to the people you trust. I'm going to keep saying it over and over. Yeah, it's so important. I should keep on saying it over and over again. Like, don't stop. I just to get like a tiny bit real just for a little bit. I think that Connie, you can tell me if you agree that these feelings of, of maybe feeling like inadequate, or like I said before, not so at home in your own skin when they or any strong big feelings in general, they seem a lot bigger when they're just inside your own head. For sure. And they seem a lot scarier. And I find that when you voice them, the more that you voice them and the more you say them out loud and the more that you speak about it with not the entire world, but like a... With people that you trust. Yeah. Select people that you trust. They become less scary. They become much more manageable to deal with. It kind of... It It lightens the burden. Yeah. It definitely lightens the burden to share it with someone else. Yeah. Um, I I 100% agree. And I I totally support that. Yeah. So... uh, so Han, I know you spoke about it a little bit, but do you do you relate to do you relate to my struggles in any way? Yes, I I totally relate, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I think a lot of middle school girls relate. A big big part of it is to have a chevra of girls that you could feel yourself around. I know I know for some I know it's it's much easier for some girls 
than others. I know sometimes it comes, friends come naturally and like it, it, this is friendship is something that develops over time. Um, but I think having a chavra of friends, whether it's in school, in camp, in bat mitzvah club or in your family, just having that where you could be yourself. I think that's, that's a really important outlet because sometimes, especially I think in middle school, you, you don't really feel like yourself 100% of the time. Um, especially when you're not with your group of friends and when you're with other girls, I would, I would even put in quotation, like the popular girls. I think that's a really big topic in middle school, um, where they, they have all the in things and, and everything that you might like look up to and want, but just know that I think every girl feels this way. Even the girls that seem like they have everything, um, and act confident. Like I, I, I even like after, after like, I'm I'm very interested in this topic of self-esteem and I think after I did like doing some research and looking into this a lot of the the popular group were the girls that have all the in things a lot of that actually comes from insecurity um thinking that they're not enough and I'm not saying everyone I'm not talking about I'm not saying that everyone is like that I'm saying that there are some girls and it's it's normal and okay to feel that way and it's something that develops over time um, yeah Totally. And to, to segue a tiny bit from kind of outside influences, let's say, or other people kind of talking to you, I, I wanted to just bring up the point for, for my eighth graders mm-hmm. thinking about applying to high school. So maybe towards the middle end of seventh grade and the beginning and all of eighth grade, people are constantly going to be asking you about high school, where, all that high school. Just, oh, yeah. High school in general. When you get to Bayan Khan's age, like that post-sem age, it's all about dating and marriage. We're going to get to that later down the line. But for right now, it's all about high school. Where you're going for high school, where you're applying to high school between, I think, girls ask it to each other, adults will ask it to you. And it can get so overwhelming, Khan. I don't know for sure. I totally know what you mean. Right? Like, it, especially if you don't know where you're going or if you're not totally sure about where you want to go, if you have absolutely no clue, or even if you're certain about the place you want to go to, it gets very overwhelming when you keep getting this question over and over and over. Like your mom's 12th cousin who you meet on the street is going to ask you about it. Your aunt who wears too much perfume is going to ask you about yeah, everyone's it. Gonna, everyone's going to ask you about it. Everyone's going to ask you about it. And it's going to be like a lot. So even if you are in like sixth grade and you're listening to this right now, I'm warning you when you when you get to applying to high school time, it's, it's a lot. And I just want to say for for all the girls and all my friends out there who are in seventh and eighth grade and are getting that question and you don't know yet, don't get stressed out that you don't know yet. It's okay. It's okay to okay. figure it out. You have you have time to figure out where you want to go. It's a big decision. It's a very big decision. And this is something that we will be talking about in our next episode. Um, but I think it's just really important to say that it's okay if you don't know where you're going yet. You should don't stress about it when people ask you. It's 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 a very, very important decision and it's not something that you should take lightly. For sure. And I would add on to that because everything that Hannah said is totally true. And to add on to that, do not let the pressure of everyone asking you this question rush or slow down your decision. For um, sure. 100%. Yeah. This, was- is something, this is something that we'll talk about in the next episode when we're going to talk about choosing high schools. Um, so stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. So Thank you for that, for sure. Javi, so. I want to ask you, what are some pieces of advice that you wish you could go back and give yourself or that you could give middle schoolers now? I know we, we spoke a lot 
we we said some pieces of advice over the course of our conversation. But if you could just pinpoint three things that you could tell yourself or tell a middle schooler right now um, that you think would really change and um, impact them in their middle school experience. Uh, it's it's a phenomenal question, Hana. And firstly, I want to thank you for asking such a phenomenal question. Of course, it's not like we planned it in advance. No, the, none of this. No. None of this is planned. Everything we no. just think about on the spot. No, we didn't prep for this in any. No, no, not at all. Not like we prepped for this for five minutes and then played Among Us for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Some advice that I would give to my followers: hashtag transition. Some advice that I would give to middle schoolers is one, please make sure you are having fun. I I don't know. I am coming from a middle schooler who was very busy emotionally, <laughs> kind of figuring out stuff in my own head. Um, and I, I think my big piece of advice would be one, to have fun. Make sure that you make time to make memories and to and to laugh and to enjoy yourself, and to do cool things, and to do things that make you happy, just for the sake of the fact that they make you happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure that you incorporate that too. My second thing would be to remember that middle school, like a lot of things in life, is not your entire life. That's a big one. That when you're a kid, I think time moves slower, and Mm -hmm. every day and every moment feels a lot longer, and I think it's very easy to get stuck in feeling like this is never going to end or to not even think about the future and to just, and to just feel like the person you are in middle school and the things you do in middle school and what's going on in your life right now is going to be the rest of your life. But it's not, you have so much ahead of you. You have high school, you have beyond that. And I know that that sounds really scary because maybe you don't know what the future is. Well, I had a lot of iced coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you don't know what the future is going to look like. And that probably scares you, which is okay. But just know that there's so much ahead of you to look forward to and don't let things bog you down. That's really important. And realize that middle school is not forever. And the third thing, before I give it over to the auburn haired girl. You don't, you don't see me, but I'm doing a hair flip. Hair flip. We have to narrate our actions. The third thing that I would say is to be proud of your accomplishments. If you have done something even a small thing, if one day you woke up and you cleaned your room and no one else even knows about it, or even your mom was just like, oh, hey, your room's clean. For yourself, be so proud. Feel accomplished about the big things, the little things. If you do well on a test, if you went on a walk and like when you weren't feeling like it, you know, if you made someone smile, if you said something that made someone else happy, if you did something that made yourself happy, just be proud. Take a moment to realize that you are capable, you are a good person. And you have a lot going for you. So the advice that I would give to myself in middle school, um, I'll say them quickly because we have to wrap up. Um, so my my first thing, I know, sad story. But my first piece of advice that I would tell myself is it's okay to be different. It's okay not not to yes. do what everybody else is doing. Yes. I was actually thinking about it. And the first thing that came to mind is the piece of advice, the cliche, like be yourself and just be who you are, like, you don't have to explain yourself. But then I was thinking about it. I'm like, that's not something that I would want to tell myself because personally in middle school, I didn't know who I was yet. I was still figuring that out. What? So true. Yeah, I didn't know who I was yet. So I can't give that piece of advice to myself and to everybody else who's still trying to figure themselves out because I didn't know who I was meant to be. So I think the piece of advice that's that would be really good for those girls that are still figuring that out 
and which is a really important and beautiful phase of life. Um, is that it's okay to be different. It's okay to do your own thing. It's it's okay not to have the same shoes or the same hairstyle as everybody else. It's okay to have a wall filled with sticky notes, even though you're the only one. It's really okay. And this actually perfectly transitions into my second piece of advice, which I would give to myself. This is for me specifically. Is Hana, little Hana, if you're listening. Okay, yeah, exactly. I'm going to say that. Dear past Hana, don't wear that fedora. <laughs> I know you thought you looked cool and looked cute in it. Don't. I almost fell off my chair. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, I used to wear this black fedora with a sparkly bow on it. But you know, I think that actually goes hand in hand. Now I kind of look back and cringe and Mm -hmm. I wish I did not wear that fedora, but honestly, that's what made me different. I felt confident in that fedora. I felt cool and I felt special. So, you know, if that's what made me rock it, then go past Hana. But right now I'm looking back and cringing, but it's okay. You know, that's fine. And my last piece of advice is be nice and respectful to everyone. Yeah. And I think I, that's important just to be a nice person, but I think it's also really important for the future because you don't know where where you're going to end up and who you're going to end up with. Like, you don't know who you're going to be in high school with. You don't know which classes you're going to be. You don't know who's going to be in seminary with you. Who's going to be in your in seminary. Who's going to be in your friend group saying you don't know who your sister, sister sister-in-laws are going to be, who's going to be in your family eventually. Like that's something that obviously is in the future. But I'm saying you, you don't know, you don't know, you really don't. Um, So it's really, I think it's just really important to be nice and respectful just for the future, but also just for yourself. It's really good to be known as a nice girl. And that's, that's a really good label to have. Um, those are my pieces of advice. Okay, Javi, I think it's time that we have to wrap up. Aww. Yeah, it's the end of our first podcast. Our first podcast. This is so exciting. Okay, so a huge, huge thank you to our manager, Rachali Eisenberger. Sally. She is beyond, beyond incredible. She tells us what to do, and she's literally the person that made this happen. Go follow her. She makes adorable, adorable stickers and graphics. She is so cool. She has this fancy printer situation that makes fancy sticker situations, and she is just a cool situation all around. She really is such a cool situation. So follow her on Instagram at Pashi Rachali, spelled with a Y. And at stickers by Pashi Rachali. And you could find her at her Etsy shop, which is in her, the 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 link is in her description of her Instagram page. And also follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Project Ice Coffee. We post on the daily updates about what's coming. We may be posting some cool ice coffee recipes, the weird stuff that Hana, Racheli, and I do on a daily basis. And trust me, there is no limit to the weird stuff we do on a daily basis. And, and if you guys want, you better put that hashtag of the coffee ASMR. Put all the hashtags that I told you to list back. I you don't remember them. You can rewind and remember what those hashtags were. Yeah. But if I see you comment them, I'll remember. So don't don't you worry about that. Exactly. So I'm really glad. We are really glad that you were able to listen to our life advice, even though we are just quasi-adults. Just some quasi-adults. But aren't we all quasi-adults at heart? We're all quasi-adults at heart. Yeah. Yeah.
Thank you for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please, if you have any feedback, you can message us, email us, comment on our Instagram. Let us know what you thought. What piece of advice did you find helpful? Did you relate to anything? Is there anything you want to hear us talk about in future episodes? Any sort of coffee flavor recommendations you have? Yeah, for sure. If, if you like playing Among Us, you can send us codes and we'll be happy to join your Among Us game. For sure. 1,000%. <laughs> okay. That's it. Thanks That's for listening. It. That's it. Thanks, guys. You're awesome.